Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Susan J. Austin, author of the new novel, Drawing Outside the Lines, a Julia Morgan novel. Newbery Honor-winning author Jennifer Childinko wrote about the novel. Austin imagines Julia Morgan's life with authority. She makes an important historical figure accessible to us. Drawing Outside the Lines makes us see and feel what Morgan was up against, which makes her spectacular work all the more impressive. Susan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. I'm really glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your new novel, Drawing Outside the Lines, how would you describe the novel? I would tell them... This is a story, an untold story, about an extraordinary woman who left this amazing legacy in her life as an architect at an unusual time. She left this amazing legacy, and very little is known about her path toward becoming an architect during the Victorian era. And uh, I, I needed to know that story, and I wanted to share that story. And I think it's an inspiring story for my audience, which are kids 10 and up. That means kids who are um, able to read chapter books, interested in this kind of topic, and any adult who happens to be lucky enough to be near the book. Do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to ride drawing outside the lines? Well, a lot of the impetus comes from my own curiosity. Um, Julia Morgan was an extraordinary person, and a lot is known about her work as an architect, over 700 sites, uh, which is extraordinary even today, more extraordinary in the early 1900s. How however, very little is known about her, her early years, and i I really wanted to, to know what drove this young woman to have a dream like this, to seek the dream, and to actually persist and be courageous enough to make it come true. And so that curiosity and knowing that there was very little about her, that's what stimulated my curiosity, um, my years of research, and my imagination. Sure. Well, I think we should maybe back up just a moment. And if someone listening is not familiar with Julia Morgan and her yes. work as an architect, can you tell us a little bit about her? Yes, of course. Um, generally, uh, by the way, this happens to be um, the sesquicentral year for Julia Morgan. She was born... 150 years ago this year, 2022. She was born in 1872, um, middle of the Victorian era. She was born in San Francisco. As a young girl, her family moved to Oakland, California. And if you read the biographies about Julia Morgan, there's basically it says she moved to Oakland, she went to high school there, she went to the University of California, where she studied engineering, and then went off to the Ecole des Beaux-Arts in Paris and became this extraordinary 
person, the first one to get a degree in architecture from there, the first licensed architect in the state of California, who was a woman, a woman. I left that part out. She, mm -hmm. she achieved extraordinary things at a very young age and for her in, during her entire life, but virtually, virtually nothing was known about what led her on this unlikely path. And what is it about her that allowed her to succeed? Uh, actually, um, she was, in 2014, she received the uh, uh, gold medal from the uh, um, American Institute of Architecture, uh, awarded to her posthumously. Um, her recognition was of a quiet sort. She was a quiet person. Now, I can't think of a better subject to write about than somebody who is very private, very extraordinary, and, and very little is known about those early years. You've obviously explained already, you know, her accomplishments, given the fact that she was a woman at this time. But I wonder if you could set the scene a little bit. I mean, what did mm -hmm. she go through to be able to get the education that she did and to work in this field where she was, in many cases, the only woman there? Right. Um, I was very fortunate to come across, in my research, some early, early letters written by her mother to her father when Julia Morgan was six or seven years old. Um, the mother had taken three of her soon-to-be five children, there were only three at that time, to New York uh, to be with her parents while Julia Morgan's father remained in Oakland. And that, that's another story. But these letters describe, give us some early hints on who was Julia Morgan. And she was a tiny, determined young girl from a very early age. And those letters confirmed that. She was skilled. She was brilliant. Many call her a genius. She was um, an incredible, she had incredible eye and artistic instincts. She had all these skills growing up in the Victorian Oakland, where the expectation for girls was that they would marry and have children and take care of their family. End of discussion. Julia had other dreams. And that is a very difficult thing to hold on to, to have these unlikely dreams in a time when they were not, not something little girls thought about. And to persevere, to have the courage to deal with um, people, very, uh, people who didn't think it was right for her to be taking up their place in college when young men could be studying there instead of precocious young women. So she was constantly fa facing social uh, disapproval, and, um, and, it, and that, that was the culture of the times. That was the Victorian time and the, the expectation for young girls. Um, I think that's the message, Jeff, of this, of this whole story. This is Julia Morgan's life. Uh, from ages 11 to 21, that period before she goes off to Paris, and, and that, that rest is history. That period, that shaping those years of development and finding that inner strength, 
served her well for the rest of her life. And you mentioned the the you mentioned the letters from her mother to her father. That raises a question: How? What kind of research did you do as you were writing this novel about Julia Morgan? Right. The the research was, and as as you as you read from uh, Choldenko's review, uh, the research was absolutely critical to writing this story, which for me had to be a plausible story of Julia Morgan's early years. And the research, um, yes, involved uh, several years of looking at primary source documents like these letters and other letters that are in a collection of the um, Cal Poly College in San Luis Obispo and in at, at University of California at the uh, Bancroft Library on Julia Morgan, going through it, finding things like her report cards and what classes she took and what grades she got, finding the high school course description. She was a science uh, student at high school. What did they study? Who were their teachers? What was her experience like? Um, and another key source was uh, were, were newspapers. Uh, I spent weeks and weeks and weeks of going through newspapers looking for details about everything that that might have touched her life, current events, local events, national events. But also, fortunately, during this time in the 1800s, every social event was recorded in that newspaper. <laughs> um, for example, there is a little a little story in here in her high school years that includes um, Gertrude Stein, who spent grew up in Oakland and was in Julia Morgan's high school for two years. Now, I don't know if they even said hello to each other, but the newspaper had this delightful article about the girls' debate club taking a bike ride. And that the name of Gertrude Stein was listed as one of the girls who took that bike ride. Well, my Julia Morgan, who was uh, physically courageous as well as uh, mentally courageous, I had to put her on that bike ride. And on one, what did we call them? A bicycle built for two, mm -hmm. sharing that ride with uh, Gertrude Stein. It was just too wonderful to pass up. That's and who great. knows? Maybe it happened. <laughs> Maybe it did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so what was your initial writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? So my, my background uh, I, is in education. And I'm so glad you asked that question because it, it, it's, a, it's an important one. And my advanced degree is in social studies education. I've always had an interest in social history in particular. And... Um, uh, 
and and research has always led the way for me. So how did I how did I go from education to writing? Well, I was in a period of my life when I had been spending a lot of time at the Berkeley Historical Society helping them digitize photographs and I'm very fond of photographs by the way Jeff that's another important source for me um there is so much story and layers of story in photographs and so uh this work that I was doing for the historical society set me off on a very interesting path i ran into a lot of photographs about a fire that took place in berkeley in 1923 um and it nearly destroyed the whole city in fact 600 homes burned in a matter of hours it was an extraordinary experience for the city and um i realized this was an untold story and that's that's what gets me untold stories and especially for our our younger our kids and uh i decided to to see if i could tell that story in a way that would capture their interest and awaken their interest in in his in history and particularly social history so that that resulted in a book called the bamboo garden uh for middle grades and it was a learning process you know you just you don't go from educator to writer it took me many <laughs> years to really work the craft to get mentoring to take workshops to really um get a a sense of how to write for my audience and that was the beginning and and from there you know I've been writing ever since and it doesn't take much to get my imagination going to for a question to come up and say I wonder what was that like what happened how did that develop and um so that's kind of the was the impetus and uh, and continues to be. That's great. Well, why do you think architect Julia Morgan is such an exemplary role model for young girls today? Well, there are two answers to that question. Uh one this is this is a role model and not just for girls, for any young person. It's she's a, a role model of doing something incredibly difficult, having the courage, the perseverance, the determination to make it happen. That I can't think of a more important message for young people than something like that. So that's that's part of it. Uh, the other part too is this. Uh, you know, this is the time of uh, identifying books for young people, uh, especially for girls in STEM um, educational books, opportunities, learning experiences, uh, science, technology, um, engineering and math, and they've added art to it too. Are you familiar with the STEM? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that part of it, it's a real STEM story, the making of an engineer, the making of an architect. And what are those early days like for such a person? Have you started working on another novel now? Oh, I have. Of course I have. <laughs> uh, in fact, that's, that's the, the joy of my life these days. Uh, yes, I have. Um, I like particularly the 1920s. I like this period mm, before the Depression, between the wars. Um, and uh, right now, I'm immersed in Hollywood, California, 1928, 
It's sort of uh, cinema, movies meets Jewish delicatessen. And uh, my protagonist is a young girl who's just moved from Brooklyn to Hollywood with her family, and um, she hopes to get her family out of a pickle. <laughs> that yeah. sounds great. We'll look for that. What writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Well, I, I think the, the first bit of advice from based really on my own experience is uh, it, you really have to love the subject. You have to really want to live with it from for years and not only love it, but want to expand your understanding of it, whatever it is. Um, and if it's, if it's something that you have to make yourself do because you think you should, don't do it. Do it because it, it comes from something inside of you that needs to be done that in order for you to feel mm, complete. So that's that's part of of my advice, um, and the other is to now I write for um, middle grade audience, and the first thing I did was join SCBWI, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and both the local, uh, regional, and national opportunities are fantastic. Anything that could enrich my understanding of the craft. And my network of other writers is really important. And that's the last point. Um, I would, I, I can't think of anything more important than having a critique group that you trust and that you enjoy, that you can spin ideas with and get ideas from. And uh, those, that's a really important part of what's nurtured my work and kept me moving forward. That's great. <clears throat> Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Uh, well, uh, let's see. What novels have I read? Oh my gosh! I or nonfiction books. No, well, no. I I prefer fiction. I <laughs> I can't do nonfiction. Um, and uh, that's just the way it is. And sure. I love historical fiction. Um, so I think. Uh, well. And here's an example of one I've loved that I've I've loved over the years, Possession by A.S. Byatt. And the reason I loved it, it it's a dual story of, of uh, um, a, a story that takes place in the 1800s and then a contemporary parallel story. And I love the way they're constructed and the way they come together and cross over and um, enrich my understanding of of, uh, of, of the times and of literature. And I love books about books. Those, those, so let's see. Uh, golly, I should have prepared for this and brought my stack in. <laughs> I will say, and it's a guilty pleasure, but it, it really helps. Um, um, I like what I call a pal palate cleanser. You know how you eat a heavy meal? Sure. And you have a little maybe sherbet in between to cleanse the palate to prepare you for the next course. Um, my guilty pleasure are are British mysteries. That uh, there's something about the structure, the predictability, that uh, that I enjoy a great deal. That's wonderful. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels? Well, check out my website 
which is my name, Susan J. Austin. Dot com. So it couldn't it couldn't be more simple. Um, and something else, I, I just I wanted to just share with you really quickly before yeah, we yeah sure end. absolutely. Um, uh, so this as a, as the book about Julia Morgan is being promoted, and I realize I'm going to be having an opportunity to see and be with kids and families and talk about Julia Morgan. I uh, put together a what I call a hunt for Julia Morgan treasures. And uh, so wherever I'm signing books or wherever I'm physically present, I'm going to be handing out my uh, treasure hunt uh, for looking for Julia Morgan buildings. And and as I said, there are over 700. I picked eight. And um, it, it, they're mainly in Berkeley, and they're mainly at uh, Mills College, where she has some beautiful buildings. Uh, so it's just for fun. It's an idea maybe your writers will think about as they think about how to share their books with their public, an activity like that was fun for me and will be fun for my readers. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Susan J. Austin, author of the new novel, Drawing Outside the Lines, a Julia Morgan novel. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Susan, thanks for doing this interview. You're welcome, Jeff. It's been a pleasure and good luck to all of you writers out there. And readers. Yes. Wonderful. Thanks a lot. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.